Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast here for 24-7 Sports. I'm Bobby Darren, and today I'm going to be talking a little Rutgers football, a little recruiting, a little bit of everything. And to join me and help me usher in these topics, the one, the only national recruiting analyst, Brian Doan. Um, how you doing, Brian? I'm doing all right, man. Getting ready for, uh, you know, Memorial Day weekend. And I'll just say this, folks. Get your popcorn ready for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I couldn't have done a better intro if I scripted it there. <laughs> so uh, first, you know, before we get into some some football stuff with, uh, you know, the actual spring game and the team, uh, I, I think it would be remiss if we didn't talk about the commitment of Jacob Allen to Rutgers, uh, four star, one of, you know, the better offensive tackle prospects in the country. Um, Brian, we, we talked about this leading up to it and, and it was looking like a Rutgers lean and it steadily went there. That way, how big of a pickup is this for the, the Scarlet Knights and Greg Schiano? Yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely enormous, and it's and it's big on several levels, right? So, first of all, you're talking about a really talented player, right? I mean, we have him in the top two, four, seven, four star kid. Um, you know, he's got the length and the talent to be a cornerstone left tackle once he, you know, improves technique and, and all that stuff, and and learns how to, you know, block on the college level. Um, so you have that, right? That, that's, a, that's, that's the first part. The second part is he had some really nice offers, and, you know, South Carolina wanted him to visit. He was going to visit Michigan State. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Penn State was on him. Um, you know, he, he had dozens upon dozens of offers. And um, so, so there's that aspect of it. So, so you beat a lot of really good schools. And then he's a local kid. You know, he lives in Spotswood. 20 minutes from campus, um, and I, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're at Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Florida, Texas, USC, Oregon, whatever. You got to keep the best players home. Mm-hmm. And we know, you know, just in in covering Rutgers recruiting for the past 15, 20 years, that doesn't always happen. And if you go back and you look at, you know, even when they when when Shiano had his good teams early on, you know, during his first tenure, I should say not early on, but during his first tenure, um, when you turn around and you look at those, um, there are a lot of local kids on those teams who are doing a lot of good things, um, you know. That's how you build a program. It's great to go get kids from Ohio and all that other stuff in Florida, and you need that, but you have to keep them home. So I think when you when you put all that together, um, that's what made that commitment so big. And, and Rutgers now, you know, we, we keep talking about the the ranking number seven. Uh, I didn't check, uh, you know, in the last few hours if there was a commitment or whatnot. As you know, it could fluctuate, but um, still holding steady there. And I mean. You know, is there a chance they could pick up some more four stars before this thing is all said and done? Yeah, I mean, without question, they can. I mean, they're, they're in it heavily for Moses Walker, right, mm-hmm. and who's a really good player. I think when we go back and, and evaluate the 22 class again, you're going to look, you know, I know I'm going to look at Adonis Copeland a lot harder, and they're, they're in it for him, the kid who was committed at one time, and you know, he was going to make an official visit in early June. And, you know, they're, they're, they're in with some really good players. And so, yeah, I mean, is there a chance? There is. But, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, listen, you know, if you're a high three-star kid, it's not like you're a bad player. 
right? right. I mean, I mean, you know, if you're like an 87, 88, 89, you're you're still a really good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the the safety from Union who does not get a lot of run in recruiting, and I think people sometimes forget about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Davison Ugbenosin, I, th- I mean, I, I butchered it, but it is what yeah. it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, his brothers at Rutgers, I, I think they're going to be in it till the end with him, and, mm-hmm. and he was at the spring game. I mean, to me, that kid, you know, oh, I saw him play last season, and, you know, I wasn't ready to put a fourth star on him, but I, I think that conversation will, will take place in the fall with him if he develops like he should. Um, you know, they're, they're just recruiting really good prospects right now. It doesn't mean everyone's going to pan out because that's not what life is. It's not how recruiting works. Mm-hmm. But they're recruiting a lot of really good players um, with high upside, and I think that's the key. And, and, you know, another couple, I was talking to some commits, and, and they're still trying to rally around the, the Jadens uh, from Burden Catholic, Jaden Bellamy, oh, yeah. Jaden yeah. Gould. Uh, what's the latest you're hearing with those guys? Yeah, you know, Jaden Jaden Gould is going to be involved with Rutgers for, for a while. Um, you know, he lives so close by uh, Somerset, I think, or, or Franklin, one of the two. Um, you know, I, I think Penn State's pushing hard for him. So I, I think that's one aspect of it. And, you know, I, I think – um, just getting him on campus again will be important, and I think they'll, he'll get there at some point in June. And Jaden Bellamy, I mean, listen, I, I think at the end of the day, um, I, I think there's a really good chance that Jaden Bellamy will be the top player in New Jersey. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, and that's not a slight on anybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I just think, you know, I went to go – I've seen him for years. But I saw him when he was a freshman at St. John Vianney. Um, I went to uh, practice early in the season up at Burton Catholic, and I saw a move, and I really liked it. And I went to go watch him play, and he got hurt on the first play, got a concussion and a personal foul for leading with his helmet. Um, But, you know, the only thing I want on him, I I want a track time or a 40 time or something like that. But I, I think, you know, he's got a chance to be really special. And look, they'll be in it for a long time because the dad played at Rutgers. But, you know, when you're talking about Clemson and Ohio State as, you know, some major competition, hey, man, those are the ones, you know, eventually you got to win. I'm not saying you got to win it this year because you're still building. But, you know, those are the ones that eventually you're going to have to win. And, And I think at the end of the day, he'll be involved with Rutgers um, because of the ability to play close to home and, and the belief that they can get him to the NFL. Cause if you look at, you know, I mean, just look at the NFL from when Shauna was at Rutgers the last time, there's still like four DBs in the NFL from his teams from then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he can do it, but yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, um, boy, Bellamy is going to be a really tough pull and then we'll see how hard they really go after gold. And, you know, and they still have Cam Miller to go after a four-star down yeah. in Florida. Yep. Um, so and then you know there's some guys on the peripheral if they if they don't hit with those guys so um you know they're keeping some guys warm on the on the like a side burner back burner yeah <laughs> whatever they, and they have the don't they have the kid from the Midwest visiting um, officially too who's coming uh, in the um 
they have the uh, defensive end coming yes. in from the Midwest, DJ yeah. Allen. Yeah, DJ uh, Allen's coming, who's a good player. Uh, Oliver Bridges is coming in. Um, the the corner, uh, there's one from Texas coming in, yeah. Amari Evans. Um, yeah, and, 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 and yes. Javian Plummer's coming up. And mm-hmm. I think, listen, Javian Plummer is a really interesting kid because, you know, you saw him, Bobby, you know, 6'2", 6'3". He's got some really good size. Yeah, and he can move very well. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, yeah, he runs. Yeah, he runs. And and so, you know, there, there's some really good players. And, you know, it, it's like I always say, just because a kid doesn't have that fourth star next to him doesn't mean he's a bad player. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that always gets me about this stuff. And, you know, we've seen four stars not really pan out at that level. So, um, you know, it, it's once you get there, it's what you do with it. And, yeah, and the, I think- the, the, best, the best advice I ever got, um, even before I started doing this was I, I would talk to people about um, the process and rankings and, and everything. And they said, listen, if you can pick any one, any one player apart on whether it was accurate or not, but you want to use it as a compass, right? Use, use the rankings as a, as a really good compass you know, or a compass. And, and it makes sense. Cause when you go back and you look at the best teams in college football, they have the best classes. Yeah. And, you know, and there's so much they say it's an inexact science, but there's so many intangibles you, you really just can't foresee. I mean, everybody wants to look into the future. You know, is the kid going to be distracted? Is he going to put in the work? Is he is he going to, you know, is he going to, you know, have a bum knee or, you know, there's just so yeah. many little things that you can't account for. Um, and is, is he going to, you know, have personal, you know, does he break up with his girlfriend midseason? Right. Is, is it a kid who did not have, you know, who's maybe eating one meal a day when he was in high school and now is at college on a regular schedule of eating. Is he a kid that didn't have access to weights when he was in high school? Or is he a kid that's close to maxed out physically now? Um, You're 100% right. There's so many different variables involved. And I think that's one of the things that we've really done a good job at 247 the last, you know, couple cycles is really, diving deep into some stuff outside of football. You know, we're big on right now, especially with the skill kids, you know, the track times and with some of the bigger guys, you know, are they doing discus or shot put and stuff? Um, mm-hmm. So you're, you're kind of looking at some cross pollination with that stuff. Yeah. It really, it's nice to see it really come to, you know, that level. Cause uh, you know, you, you just can't turn on the film and say, all right, well, this kid's going to be great because there's so many other things you know, you play what twelve games a year, and there's a lot of other days a year to do things. So, what goes on in that time? You know, what are you doing when nobody's watching? I think that's what's what's important to really stress in in this thing. Well, yeah, there's no doubt, and I mean, there's so many times where, you know, there there's kids that really fall in love with getting offers, and there's kids that love football, mm-hmm. and you know, that's that's an important thing to keep an eye on. Um, you know, you can sit there and you you know which kids are just out there collecting offers because they're getting offers from schools that don't recruit certain areas. And you're like, what is going on? And mm-hmm. you talk to like his high school head coach and I'll be like, yeah, he's out there saying, hey, he's call-, you know, he's checking in with all these schools. And so you, you see it all the time, collecting offers. And sometimes, you know, kids will get offers because coaches are just be like, yeah, well, I'll just offer them. And then that's the end of it. Right. Right. And, and, you know, it's nothing to really throw them out nowadays. We've seen some school. I mean, Rutgers has taken a different approach, but, right. <laughs> you know, some schools throw them out like they're uh, Pez. 
Oh, I like Pez. Yeah, I, date, I dated us with that reference. <laughs> you you so did, then. but I do like Pez. <laughs> and for whatever reason, now I start thinking about Seinfeld. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, you know all these times when kids get offers, you're like, wait a minute. That one doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the thing feels right. You know, you, you get it both ways. And so you understand it. Um so yeah, it's just stuff you keep an eye on, and I think that's one thing. If you're a Rutgers fan, you're you're feeling pretty good about. You, if a kid gets offered, it's usually coming from the head coach. I mean, not usually; it has to come from the head coach. And if anybody knows Greg Shiano, he is not wasting his time to throw out these ridiculous, you know, just these offers for nothing. <laughs> so. Right, there's a method to it. Well, you know, shifting gears a little bit, and I, I think my popcorn just 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 uh it just dinged. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about the spring game. We have um, to. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and it's it's a chance for for everyone to get a look at the team. Um, it, it you know the the scrimmages that lead up to it are, are a little more realistic in what you know you would see. Um, but again, you know, Greg Shannon doesn't want to get people hurt. So he's, he's pulling certain people back in certain situations. I guess what's your biggest takeaway from, from the spring game to start with? Two things. There, there were two things that really stood out to me. Um, I think in watching them, their size and speed compared to last season, even in the fall, they looked faster and they looked bigger. Okay. That's the first. The second thing is, they need a tight end, okay? Mm-hmm. And they need a tight end in recruiting. And so what's the best way to do it? Well, let's highlight our tight end in the spring game so we can put together a bunch of clips and send it to the recruits to say, hey, look, we're going to use the tight end. This is <laughs> what you could be part of if you come to this school. <laughs> now, if you want to sit there and say, boy, the tight ends got so much better, man, I don't know what to tell you. You're just a really, really optimistic person. The idea was it was a base 4-3 defense. They did not disguise any coverage, so it was pretty much pre-snap reads. So if you want to sit there and say, oh, this quarterback looked great, this quarterback did this, there was really no pressure. They Everything was scripted. You knew where the ball was going to go pre-snap because of matchups, mm-hmm. and they were working on a tight end. So either – Rutgers linebackers are god awful at covering the tight end because the tight end caught 97 passes. <laughs> it was struck, and you could listen. I've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. A coach can structure anything to make somebody look good, or maybe they struggle. It's it just in in between personnel, play calling, what you do. The quarterbacks didn't have to make any reads within the play. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. So if you're going to sit there and go, well, this quarterback did this and this quarterback, they didn't have to do it. They didn't have to process anything. There mm-hmm. was nothing for them to really process going through it. So what I took out of it was they need a tight end. They want to showcase the offense with a tight end. And so now they got clips to send for however many catches they had to, to the tight end prospect. 15, 15 catches. And 15 Giovanni catches. Haskins. That's like, that's like three years worth of tight end catches for them. <laughs> well, he had six catches last year in nine games, and he had six catches in the spring game. Um, I mean, you know, so for me, you know, when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, and you know, these guys have been working, so they, you know, they have made improvements. But like you said, um, I wouldn't expect you know 15 catches per game from the tight end this season. I think you'd be happy you got 15 next season from him. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, you sit there. I mean, you know, just 
think about it for a minute. You know, I, I remember here a little story time for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, this one goes out to Sam Hellman because it's a UCLA story, and I know how much Sam would enjoy it. <laughs> so, UCLA. When I covered UCLA, they had a tight end named Mercedes Lewis. I think he's mm-hmm. still playing in the league. I think he's like ninety now. And so, and so, Mercedes was a basketball player. He, he was a basketball player and football player at UCLA, and decided I'm going to focus on football. Mm-hmm. And they spent all spring putting some stuff in the offense to where they're working a tight end a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Because he, he was finally at that point in his career where he could be a real threat catching the ball. So we were writing about it for three weeks of spring practice and everybody's talking about it. So we get to the spring game. They throw to the tight end like twice in the spring game. Yeah. And so people are all ticked off. And so I'm talking to the offensive coordinator after, and I'm like, yeah, you know, people were expecting to see a lot out of Mark, and, you know, they didn't do a, a you know, he didn't throw a whole bunch. And he's like, yeah, why would we put that on film when anybody could come to these spring games and watch them? And, mm-hmm. and you know, this was before they were all broadcast. He goes, why would we put that on film? He goes, mm-hmm. you know, it's vanilla. And, and that's what this is. You, you think Greg Schiano is going to put anything on film? You know, because everybody they play, taped that Big Ten, you know, p- taped it off the Big Ten network. Right. So they can at least watch this in personnel groupings and, and how they did different things, even even with some, you know, some some blocking um, patterns that they had. So mm-hmm. so why would you put anything in there that isn't just absolutely straight vanilla? You, you talk to a kid about going to a spring game. They're never sitting there going, boy, they were doing this and throwing the ball here and running there. No, they're all like, yeah, it's base four, three or three, four, whatever you're in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, they're not doing a whole bunch of stuff. Like I was shocked on one play where I think they had to end round a Crookshanks or something. I'm like, wow, that's a little, they're showing a little bit more than I thought they would. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Sean Gleason's going to save those trick plays uh, for the season. And, and that's one thing you have to remember with football coaches. They're very uh, secretive and protective of, of their paranoid. I was being paranoid. That's the word you're looking for. So, so you're dealing with them. It's a, it's a different kind of thing than you know um, that you would expect, I should say, unless you really get to know them and, and know that their mindset and, and whatnot. So, but it was still good for the fans to be able to get there and see them and see it, football it, again. And it's and, outstanding. Um, it, listen, it, and what I'm saying, none of it has. It's outstanding to get out and see that. And and you know, it's been a long time since you can go to a game and like hang out with somebody and shake hands and just cheer and and just feel some kind of normalcy to it. That's all great, but you still have to understand what you're watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree. But, uh, you know, it's funny you say get back out there and, 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 you know, with other people last year when it was covering games at the Iraq, you know, there might've been three media members there. So, you know, we do a bunch of stuff and and by the time we'd leave, I'd be the only one in the building. And there would be like a cop waiting just as security, you know, on detail. But I would walk out and it would be just cardboard cutouts. I felt like I was that Will Smith movie. I am legend. You know, like (laughs) I was the only person in the world. And when Uh, they brought in, remember the last game they brought in like 50 people? It felt like it felt like just a different atmosphere because it was so strange, you know, watching these games with no one in there. And just that 50 people was like, you know, it was rejuvenating. And now with more coming in, I think it's going to be a really exciting year for sports in general. Yeah, I think it is. Like, you watched the Nick game the other night. I don't know if anybody watched the Nick game, the first game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was – I mean, the Garden's always awesome in the playoffs if the Knicks are good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not 
a Nick fan. I don't really care who wins, but there's so much excitement and it's just popping. It's like, yeah, I mean, when you know you have that first game and what is it, the Thursday night against Temple now that it's going to be. I mean, there's there's been people waiting two years to to cheer for a Greg Schiano coach team, right? And you, to, and you have to remember what the passion was when they hired him and, and what the fan base was like mm-hmm. without the fan base, he's not hired. Right. And so they've been waiting a long time and there's a ton of optimism because they actually did a good job. You know, they, they won some games last year right? And, and they, and they played a lot better than anybody thought. And now you have, you know, a uh, off season of workouts. And again, that's what I said before you, you, you watched that and you were there in person, Bobby. So I'm sure you could tell, although mm-hmm. who knows with how far, but I mean, they looked bigger and they looked quicker. Right. Uh, so, you know, everybody's anticipating this. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think you should get jazzed. I, I mean, I know for myself, I'm, I mean, I, I love every summer going to watch the U S men's national team play for soccer and I haven't been able to do that for a while. Or when my LA Galaxy come east, they're not coming. You know, they're not coming east again this year, so I can't see them. So it's going to be a few years. Like mm-hmm. you look forward to that stuff. That's why. That's why um, you're a fan of these teams, and and I get that. So it, it should be exciting when it actually happens. Yeah, and you know the experience too with all the people. It's just a different. I know it'll be a different experience for me even going to the games. And and it was. It, I I could never get used to going to those empty stadiums or empty. It just seemed weird to me. You know, the press box yeah. was really quiet, and 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 you know I'm not a real quiet person. <laughs> <at Yeah. times. laughs> you know, so I was like, hey, wait yeah. a minute, I got to go outside to eat my sandwich from Jersey yeah. Mike's. Come on, you know. Yeah. So it, it's nice to to now stuff my face and, and sit in one spot, you know. Well, I think what's going to be interesting is like you just spent a whole season where you didn't have to practice, you know, silent snap counts or anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now, so now you're going to have to put that stuff back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just look. I think it was great that they had a spring game and they got some fans to it. Um, you know, I I just know with my kid, one kid playing high school and the other playing youth sports, that you're starting to see a lot more normalcy with stuff, um, and and it's good to see. And and I think um, schools will do their best to kind of get back at it. But the other thing, you know, I'm sure things are going to have to get worked out. Like if you go to Rutgers, you have to get vaccinated, right? Yes. Well, does that mean every player has to be vaccinated? I believe so because it's a you know student, all students. So they're still students. So the school requirement will will, will mandate that they get vaccinations. So, um, but it seems as though when, with with everyone being vaccinated, it's really opening things up. And and you know we might not see those cancellations anymore, like like that we're so accustomed to seeing last year. No, I agree with that. I think what's I mean without getting too political, and I just think they're saying, listen, right. the vaccinations are there. They're supposed to protect you. If you choose not to get it and you wind up getting COVID again, you know, from it, well, there's nothing, you know, you had your chance. So now they just open it up. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, shoot, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, I've been to some camps. I was in Charlotte over the weekend at a camp. I was in Baltimore at one with you. I've been to some Mm -hmm. places and, you know, um, Rutgers is going to start having camps and, and the hope is that, we'll be able to go to those camps and, and watch some kids perform. And, and I think that's all good stuff. And I think that that really adds to the Scarlet Nation experience because, you know, 
there's nothing like you hitting that Friday night camp, Bobby. And, you know, mm-hmm. then people being able to, Hey, how'd this guy look? How'd this guy look? What about this guy? And, and you have some fresh Intel and some, some fresh eyes on him to be able to, to share that stuff too. So I, I think from all that stuff, uh, I, I think we're heading in a really good direction. All right. Well, Brian, I thank you so much for the insight. Any other closing thoughts or maybe something we didn't touch on that, uh, that's in the, in the forefront of that brain. Oh, geez, there's so much there. <laughs> uh, the only thing, I'll leave it on this. Uh-huh. For those, my my older one plays lacrosse. For those that watch the lacrosse game against North Carolina, it was very frustrating if you're a Rutgers fan because they had it and they were getting goal, they were getting stops and they were a blink of an eye away from going to the final four. But what has happened time and again with the team happened again. When it came down to crunch time, they couldn't control the ball. They couldn't keep possession. Twice they had possession where they had a chance to go in on offense and score or at least get something, and they couldn't make the play um, and turn the ball over. And I think that's something that has to take the next step for a sport like lacrosse, which can in the long run you know, be a – a, a revenue sport in, in maybe 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Tough, tough loss, but, um, but you know, better, better things ahead, uh, football, basketball, lacrosse, everything we get, uh, you know, a busy week on Scarlet nation. You get myself, Brian, don't Sean Brown. We're all around to, to, to interact with you. And, um, Brian, thank you again. And, uh, you know, have a great Memorial day weekend, take some downtime before that crazy month of June. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you too, man. Yeah, you, yeah. I was gonna say, man, you you probably need more sleep than I do with the amount of work yeah. you put in. Uh well, <laughs> I appreciate it, but you know, it's amazing what your body can get used to. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So if you made it this through once again, thank you for listening. You can see us on the Scarlet Nation message board across the twenty four seven network. For Brian Doan, I'm Bobby Durham. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>